What's up, my dudes? It's your boy, Terry F. Schitz. Today is February 25th, 2022. It has been about a month and a half since I uh, last posted a podcast. Um, For good reason. You know, it's the winter. I don't really do a whole lot during the winter. It's cold and, um, you know, it's just uh, that time of year when I kind of do a little bit of hibernating. We've gotten like eight inches of snow this winter, so uh, it's been a heavy, heavy snow. This past week, it's pretty much done nothing but rain, Um, but fortunately, this past weekend, we were out of town, so we didn't have to endure too much of it. Um, Surprisingly, my kids got out of school an hour early yesterday because of flooding, and I put that in quotations because... The water in the creeks and the, and the ponds, it's high, but it's not, at least near us, it's not flooding. Anyway, um, I feel like I got a little bit of material to make one of these podcasts, maybe even two podcasts, but uh, I'm going to start off with uh, a few things. Check out this song. Um, this is newly released today by Zach Bryan. It's called From Austin. It's a good song. Pretty happy uh, that I found it this morning. And we'll come right back and we'll get into the, uh, we'll get into the episode. Alright guys, welcome back. Thanks again for uh, for listening here. Um, actually, it's, it's kind of strange since I haven't been doing as many of these podcasts. Uh, listenership is actually increasing. I'm not really sure where that's coming from. Um, although it could be from TikTok. I now am up to uh, like over 2,000 followers on TikTok and I do the live streams every once in a while. And um, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's, it's also kind of stupid, but... I like it just because, uh, you know, when I'm bored, don't really have anything going on, I can do a live stream and interact with other human beings and, I don't know, meet people from all over. It's just kind of cool, whatever. Um, Stupid, yes, I agree, but it's also, it's kind of fun, kind of cool, meet some different people um, and also a way to promote my podcast. But I will say this, um, while listenership has increased on the podcast, I mean, it's definitely not viral or anything, but it's kind of cool. I mean, for the amount of time that I've been putting into it, it's, uh, which is minimal, um, it's, you know, whatever, it's working out, made a few bucks on it. Um, I will say this, I have, I have definitely exceeded my earnings, um, on TikTok, uh, or I should say TikTok. I have earned more on TikTok than I have earned on, uh, on the podcast, but that's, uh, that's neither here nor there. Not really, that's not really my, my motivation for doing it. Um, I do have a job, um, which is my, you know, that's where I make money from. So that this stuff is just kind of extra, um, stuff I like to do to, I don't know, fill the time, keep my mind busy, uh, keep my brain working and young, but, I mentioned in the introduction that um, I was out of town this past weekend. Uh, My wife and I and a couple of our friends went to New York City for the weekend. And I've never been to New York City before, which uh, was their motivation for taking us there. We stayed in a pretty cool hotel, um, the Hyatt in Grand Central or Hyatt at Grand Central. I'm not really sure what it's called, but it's right next to Grand Central Station. My wife has also never been there before, and the two friends I went with, uh, they've each been there quite a few times. 
Um, but they said they've never really been there and done the whole tourist thing. So we did a lot of the tourist spots, Statue of Liberty, um, the 9-11 Memorial. We went to a bunch of cool bars and restaurants and stuff. Um, actually, a couple of the bars were were really cool. They were old bars. Uh, one's called McSorley's. It's like the oldest continuously open bar in New York City. And then the other one was called Franks's or Franz's Tavern or something like that. Um, older than McSorley's, but has not been continuously open. They did co close for COVID and probably a few other things throughout the years. But apparently that one was a, a bar that George Washington and other um, you know, big politicians and, and leaders of the early leaders of the country used to kind of hang out there. It was just awesome to see the history. The layout of the bar was really cool. and The drinks were good. So that's that. Um, what I'm getting at, though, um, I'm not going to get too into that trip. It was a very, very fun trip. Enjoyed ourselves. Um, enjoyed New York City. You know, I you hear those people actually you see on like Instagram and Facebook, like these groups of sorority girls or like bachelorette parties will be like, you know, Nashville's not ready for us or, uh, you know, Las Vegas isn't ready for us, whatever. Well, I actually kind of felt the opposite about New York City. I didn't know if I was ready for New York City. You know, I've always been kind of intimidated by it. It's a huge city, uh, by far the biggest city population wise and probably metro area that I've ever been to. Um, well, no, that's not true. I've been to Los Angeles, but LA is also not as big as New York, but whatever. You get the point. New York, you know, fast pace. People have, when you go into New York, everybody talks about how people there are rude. I did not find that to be the case. As a matter of fact, I found it to be the opposite of that. I thought the people were uh, genuinely pretty warm and friendly. You know, they they were a little bit more direct when you would speak with them, but they were not by any means, mean people. It's just, it's a different culture than down here on the South where everybody's smiling and waving and, you know, half of the time it seems fake. Um, I love it, but, uh, you know, it doesn't always seem genuine. The people in New York City seemed genuine and they were, they were pretty cool. Rode the subway a bunch of times, never done that. Fortunately, uh, the buddy we were there with, uh, I guess he's ridden on the subway a bunch of times and kind of understood the ones we were supposed to take and like where we we're supposed to be waiting for it and things like that. But uh, that was pretty cool too. First experience and we did ride it quite a bit. Anyway, what I'm getting at here is when we flew out, um, we flew out of uh, Newark Airport, which I've been in before. Um, I've flown through there a couple times before, um, but never had an experience like this. It was crazy busy. It was uh, President's Day on Monday when we when we uh, came back home, and um, the airport was super crowded, uh, but Newark was, uh, was a little weird. Typically what I've noticed is when the airports are super crowded and super busy, sometimes they'll let you keep your shoes on or whatever, maybe keep your belt on, not take your computers out of your carry on bags when you're going through uh, TSA. But, uh, they did not uh, cut you any breaks at Newark. You had to do the whole gamut. And I am, uh, like every time I feel like every time I go through TSA, I forget something, um, you know, whether it be not taking off my hat, not taking off my belt, my shoes, uh, leaving my cell phone in my pocket, you know, my wallet, something. I always seem to forget something. They make me take it out and go back through. This time I actually did everything correct. Um, you know, did went through the whole everything you're supposed to do. No belt, shoes. Wallet, keys, all that shit. Took the iPad out of my uh, out of my carry-on bag. Everything that I was supposed to do, I did. Go through the metal detector. Um, 
do that little weird dance move, hold your hands up in the air. Um, it's kind of like the, uh, if you've ever twerked before, it's kind of like the starting position of twerking. Um, but anyway, so go through there, do that in the, in the uh, metal detector or the scanner or whatever. Come out, the guy puts, uh, the security guard puts his hand like on my chest and I'm like, whoa, whoa. I mean, I didn't say that, but I'm thinking, whoa, bro, trying to stiff arm me or something. Um, and then he turns me around, like, you know, not, not like aggressively, he just says turn around, and then I'm able to see the computer screen that they look at, I guess that, uh, that what they're seeing when it's scanned, and on my back there was a couple of yellow marks, like, you know, yellow highlighted on the computer marks. Um, I guess those are like areas they want to, you know, wand or check and see if there's anything there. Um, I did not get wanded, but this guy really, really strange. It was a dude. Um, he like he turned he turned me around, untucked my my t shirt. I had a uh, what was I wearing? I was wearing like a shirt, a t shirt with a uh, kind of a sweater over it. So he lifted up my sweater, untucked my t shirt from my jeans, and like imagine what, if you've ever like changed or or not even changed baby's diaper, but like if your baby stinks. And you're like wondering if they took a shit and you like kind of put your finger between the um, between the diaper and their butt and you kind of pull out so you can look down there and see if there's a pile of shit in their pants. Like this dude pulled one of those on me. He like, you know, put his finger between my underwear and my uh, and my ass and he like pulled down and looked. That's where one of the yellow spots was on the screen. It was really kind of strange. Hang on just a second here, guys. Nope, never mind. Somebody picked it up. Anyway, so he, he did that to me, looked down there, like checked out my butt crack. I don't know if he thought I had something shoved up my butt or something, but uh, he uh, he looked down my butt crack. I don't really know what he was looking for. Then he said, okay, you're good to go. So, you know, went to the uh, other side of where you put your, your stuff through the, the metal detector or the whatever, the shit, you, that little conveyor belt that goes through the scanner. Went and got my shit, put my shoes back on, put my belt back, everything, and went to the gate. Or actually, we didn't go to the gate. We went to the United Lounge because we're ballers. But um, regardless, I just I, it was very strange. Um, so so I can I can go through life now saying that I've had my butt crack checked at uh, the TSA at uh, at Newark International Airport. So that's that. Um, what else has happened recently? So I don't know if, uh, if this is how it works near where my listeners are from, but it, it was definitely like this when I lived in Cincinnati and it's definitely like that here in Tennessee. When you go to the grocery store, I'm on a different topic, by the way, when you go to the grocery store and it's usually about this time of year, cause, um, I guess the Girl Scouts start selling their cookies at this time of year. Well, Every, I mean, it's even Lowe's, dudes. It's not just the grocery stores. Like, I could be going to Lowe's or Home Depot or something, and there's like a gang of, uh, of uh, Girl Scouts with their parents there, like trying to shame you into buying their Girl Scout cookies. I have a problem with this for for a few different reasons. First, because 
All right, sorry about that. I record these podcasts on my phone and I get so many bullshit calls throughout the day and it seems like over the last week they've been getting worse. Well, that was just some asshole calling me asking about he works at like the healthcare center or some shit. Every once in a while I'll like stay on the line with them and they try to sell me like supplemental Medicare and I'm fucking 40 years old. Like I'm not on Medicare yet. I don't even qualify for it. I don't know how they got my number, but they call me all the time. Anyway... And then he interrupts me while I'm trying to uh, record a podcast. Anyway, back to what I was talking about. So the Girl Scouts, right? These girl, these mobs of Girl Scouts and their moms, they're standing there when you walk into the grocery store and, you know, they're trying to shame you into buying the Girl Scout cookies. Well, this first of all, Girl Scout cookies, if you didn't know, are a complete and total ripoff. I think they're like four bucks a box and you get like 15 cookies. It's such a ripoff. Um my wife bought like, I don't know, five boxes or something from some woman she works with. Um, I guess her daughter sells them or whatever. And we just got those last week. So I mean, I actually did have a reason to bypass these little girl scouts and not buy them. And not only that, you know, I don't just buy cookies. Like I try to eat somewhat healthy. And if we have cookies in the house that I'm going to eat them. And that's what happened when, uh, when my wife brought those Girl Scout cookies home from home from work. Like I basically just ate Girl Scout cookies all week until they were gone. So my way of not eating cookies is just not buying them when I go to the grocery store. But that's not the point. The point is I could have just when these when I was approached by these young um by this mob of young Girl Scouts to say, Hey, would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? I could have just said, No, sorry, my wife just bought some. Uh, or just, you know, ignored them and walked by. And it's really frustrating because it, it, they're there every day. And they're there when I go to Lowe's. They're there if I go to Home Depot. Like, it doesn't matter where I am. These Girl Scout cookies, they mob you and they try to rip you off by selling you some Girl Scout cookies that aren't even a good deal. Anyway, the point is, so I don't really know why I did this. But last week... This is before New York when we went to or when I went to the grocery store. In this case, it was uh, it was Kroger right up the street. I was just going in there probably get something for dinner. I don't remember exactly what it was, but there's probably five little Girl Scouts and, you know, all their moms just like hovering over them. First of all, when I was a kid, we used to have to sell candy bars to raise money at, for school. They were a buck apiece. My mom would drop me off at Kroger. I'd sell a box, and then I'd be done with it. But she would drop me off. She wouldn't, like, stay there with me and try to sell them. When I went to Kroger last week, there was, like, five little Girl Scouts and, like, their five little moms, like, standing over them, almost, like, I guess they were thinking they were protecting their kids. I don't really know. But like they almost make it trying to shame you even more if you don't buy from these little girls trying to raise money for the Girl Scouts. My kids were never in Girl Scouts. I got no allegiance and loyalty to the Girl Scouts. So I wasn't going to buy them. It was just a matter of how I was going to convey that to them that I was not going to buy them. I could have just ignored them, which is usually what I do. Just kind of act like I don't hear them or walk really fast while you're sprinting through, you know, the cart part when you're walking to the grocery store. For some reason, I'm not sure what came over me, but little girl says, uh, would you like to buy some, some Girl Scout cookies? And my response was in a very high pitched voice, no English, no English. I don't really know 
why I reverted to like speaking what I believe is Spanish to a five-year-old girl or whatever, 10-year-old, I don't even know what their ages are, but whatever that little girl's name was that was trying to sell me Girl Scouts, it was almost like I was embarrassed to tell a young child, I don't want your cookies that you're selling. You're over. I don't want to buy your overpriced cookies. Um, but yeah, my, I could have just said no inglés, no inglés, but instead I said no inglés, no inglés. I guess it's something in my brain that thinks that Hispanic people have really high voices. I don't really know. Um, anyways, that, that's my story about uh, avoiding the Girl Scout cookies. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I see them every time I go to the grocery store. see them when I go to the, I mean, everywhere. They're just trying to hound you, trying to rip you off. They're hustlers. That's all they are. They're little hustlers. Um, I don't want your overpriced cookies. Anyway, listen to the commercial here. I'm going to take a quick break. Listen to the commercial and we will uh, we'll come, right, come right back. All right, guys, welcome back. Thanks for listening to the commercial. Although you may have just skipped through it, that's fine too. Um, I guess that's what, whatever. As long as you listen to the podcast, I get paid like a penny. So I don't care if you skip through it. Anyway, so uh, let's see. Next story. This was uh, this also happened recently. Um, I believe this was. I think this was. Yeah, this was definitely last week. So we have a multitude of um, options for grocery stores in our in our you know area, town, whatever. We've got, and they kind of range, right? So you've got kind of the lower end of the spectrum. You've got Food Lion. That is. Uh, well, you know, we we actually really do have a lot. So we've got Food Lion. Um, Food Lion, I typically, well, actually, I've never been in the one that that is near our house. Um, I don't, I don't really necessarily think down on Food Lion, but the only time I really ever go to a Food Lion was when I'm in like a beach, beach, like if I'm on vacation at a beach somewhere, and for whatever reason, all they got is a Food Lion. Um, I will go to it then if your alternative is one of those like super fancy like sprouts or something like that where everything costs like double what it should um so we've got food line we've also got uh you know we've got your target we've got a big target like a super target and then we've got like a big ass walmart where they also have grocery store sections but i I never really go there for groceries just unless unless i'm trying to find something that they don't have it like kroger or Publix. um then you've got uh, Aldi, A-L-D-I. That, that's a big supermarket chain apparently in Europe. Um, I have gone there before. Um, I don't really like it because they make you rent a grocery cart for a quarter. And, I mean, this is 2022. Who's walking around with quarters in your pockets? I just – it's kind of against my, uh, my beliefs to have to rent a grocery, a grocery cart. Although I've been told by my mom that if you can actually, when you return your cart, take your quarter out. Anyway, I never have any quarters in my pockets, so um, that's why I don't go to Aldi. And then we've also got uh, Kroger, which is typically where I shop, and then we've got Publix, right? Publix is uh, – that's where my wife likes to shop. Um, and the only reason I can really think of as to why she likes to shop there is because it's more expensive. Um, like the product is the same as what you get at Kroger, but it costs more at Publix. So I'm convinced that's why my wife likes to go there just because she can spend more money. doesn't make sense. I know, but, uh, whatever I, that's beyond the point. 
anyway, so I, I do go to Publix every once in a while. Um, we, we get our prescriptions filled at Publix. So the other day, this was probably last week, I was going to pick up a prescription, which was at Publix, and we also needed something for dinner that night. Well, I was humbled while I was at Publix. Um, and keep in mind, we're not poor. We're definitely not rich, but we're also not poor. We're just somewhere in between. We're firmly middle class. Um, after I picked up the prescription, I walked through the meat section. Typically, what we eat for dinner is a protein and a vegetable, and that's strategic. It's because it's a, you know it's healthy. You get your protein, you get your vegetable. We don't. I don't like to have like that third starch because it's typically carbs, and I like to cut down on the carbs to try to eat somewhat healthy throughout the week. So, went up to the uh, to the fish like booth or whatever you know where they have all the fish on ice, uh, the fish counter. That's what you would call it. And the prices were you know kind of reasonable they got they have a really good fish selection at Publix it's actually a better fish selection at Publix than they have at Kroger so um and, and I was in the mood for fish that night we typically get like salmon because salmon is you know it's it's pretty good my family likes it I don't love it but it it's easy to cook it's usually reasonably priced it's usually like 8 or 9 bucks a pound and it only takes like a pound and a half to fit of fish to feed our family so it's really a pretty inexpensive dinner well, I went to, uh, when I was at Publix, I went up to the fish counter and they had mahi. I like mahi. That's one of my favorite fish to eat. But they tried to, I feel like they kind of tried to trick me. Or maybe I should have just read the, uh, read the label a little closer. They had mahi there and they had four or five pieces and they, the thing read eight ninety nine. So I'm thinking, you know. I'm used to Kroger. When they have that little price tag out front, it means per pound. So I'm thinking, ooh, mahi, $8.99 a pound. That's good. I can, you know, cook that up in the air fryer. That'll be a really good dinner. So I ask the guy to give me four pieces. When he puts it in the little styrofoam thing and wraps it up, the price tag on it said like, I think $30 or something like that. And I'm confused. I'm like, what the hell? This thing says eight ninety nine. Why the hell is this four pieces of mahi? There's no way this is like eight pounds. Why is this or whatever four pounds? Why is this thirty dollars? And uh, then I looked a little closer at the tag that's sitting in front of the mahi steaks, and it says or twenty. I think it was twenty five dollars per pound. So this eight ninety nine was eight ninety nine per piece. You know, a little bit of sticker shock. It wouldn't have uh, put us in the poor house had I gone through with that purchase, but uh, you know, for a Tuesday or Wednesday night dinner, whatever day it was, I'm not trying to drop fifty on it. That's just uh, you know, if we make that a habit, that's uh, that's not good. That's not good. So, um, and again, if we're if we're dropping fifty on dinner, like I'm sorry, I'm not cooking. I'm going to Chipotle or something. Um, so anyway, I was humbled at Publix when I saw that price tag. So I walked down, I'm, I'm just kind of like, damn dude, $30, $35, whatever on the protein. And now I got to go get some vegetables. That's going to be like another five bucks. So I'm walking around just kind of perusing the meats. They also have a better steak selection at uh, Publix than they do at Kroger, at least around here. Um, but that was, uh, again, not the point. So then I walked down to the pork section. I'm like, ooh, pork loin, right? Like, you know, middle cut pork loins. 
and there was a package of four nice thick pork chops or pork loin chops, whatever you call them, for eight bucks. So I'm sitting here looking like, I don't really like pork that much. But for eight bucks, I like it. Eight, eight bucks would be enough to feed us all. And then, you know, I, li I like to think I'm a pretty good cook, but I don't cook mahi all that often. Am I really willing to spend $35 on four pieces of mahi that I could very easily overcook and they not even be good? So I go back to the, I pick up the, the pork, I go back to the fish counter and I, I told dude, like I didn't obviously talk to my wife in between this, you know, 30 seconds that I was thinking this over, but I give the guy back the mahi, and I'm like, oh, man, my wife just called, you know, uh, sorry, can you put this back? Um, she wants pork instead. And this guy just kind of gives me this look. He was a super nice guy. He's like, oh, yeah, no problem, no problem. But I know he was probably judging me like this broke-ass dude, motherfuckers, giving me the shit that I already wrapped up to put back in the, in the uh, fish refrigerator thing. Whatever. I mean, he was super nice about it, but that's what I imagine he was thinking. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Like like I said, it's not like I couldn't have bought the, the mahi. I could have. I was just humbled. I can't be I can't drop that kind of change on a on a weeknight dinner when I, you know, there, I run the risk of not even cooking it the right way. So that was my experience at Publix. I felt very humbled, but then again, you know, I don't really care. Um, not too concerned what the meat counter guys at the at the grocery stores think of me. Um, I, I feel like I kind of made a smart financial decision there. Um, you know, being as though I am a financial advisor, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, that was a good decision. Good job there, Terry. Smart, smart move. So that was it. Um, so. That's kind of all I've got for you guys today. Um, I hope you like the podcast. Share it with your friends. Keep listening. Stay tuned. I can't tell. You, I can't promise you how frequently I'll keep putting these out, but we are getting to the point in the year where I actually start getting out and doing some things. Going to the lake this weekend. Um, I think I'm going to Cincinnati and uh, actually the weekend after this. And. Uh, I wanted to say uh, congratulations to my Bengals. Although they didn't win the Super Bowl, they had a hell of a year, and I think they will win it next year. Bold prediction made right here. You're hearing it first. Listen to me on, uh, or I should say follow me on TikTok, Terry F. Shits. Follow me on Instagram, Terrence Shits. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Outskirts of this town When I gave you all I had But it still let you down Everyone I've ever loved Has either left or died Wish I was born with concrete